Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. All right. So I'm hitting you with another topic talking about rest, specifically some FYIs and my five tips and tricks for an efficient rest day, rest period, or however you're working that rest into your routine. And before we jump into that, uh, I just want to give you guys a heads up. Got my notes right over here. So don't mind me as I'm grabbing and reaching over here. I want to make sure I'm staying on track for you guys. So just sharing that with you. Speaking of notes, let's look at what I got written down for us for number one. Rest is good for you, especially when you're trying to grow and get back after it. So don't hesitate to take a rest day, okay? It should be resting every week. And um, again, I can't speak to your specific goal or your specific task or how your body adapts, but I can probably speak for everybody. If you're training seven days a week, nonstop, that's not going to go well for you over time. You may be able to get away for it for a little bit, even if you're taking some of those quote unquote Mexican supplements, or you're taking testosterone or HGH or DECA or whatever, whatever, whatever's going on, whatever additional support you're taking, you're, you still need to rest. Okay. All that's just a helping part of it, but you need sleep. That's when your body's growing. That's what you're going to recover. So step number one, understand that rest is good for you. Rest is what your body needs to progress towards your goal. So if you think, and I used to be this way, honestly, especially when fighting too, like it was dynamic. I have to always be training, always be pushing, always be getting better. Um, especially for the high performance when it comes to athletics, you know, Yes, I understand like putting in as much time as possible is good, but think about the quality of your reps. Think about the quality of your training. If you're just getting after it to get after it and you start dulling your blades, so to speak, is that really helping? Or are you actually hurting yourself at this point? And I'm gonna say nine times out of 10, you're hurting yourself, okay? There are those rare few that can just constantly keep grinding and push and push and push. Those are the outliers and even those cases still need rest. Physiologically, you need rest. You need to be able to let your body adapt and grow and come back better. Now, that doesn't mean, and this goes into step number two, that you can get lazy with this or overindulge. So don't be lazy. That's step number two or tip number two. Don't be lazy with it and find a balance here between actually training and getting after it and working in the rest periods of when it's time to recover and let your body go there. It's tempting to get lazy and be like, oh, like, I need another rest day. I'm just not feeling it. Now, it doesn't mean that you, you can even take two days in a row if you really need it, depending on what's going on. But also find that balance in your mind. Am I being lazy here or do I really need this rest period? And that's where also having another person, a professional to default to can be helpful here. And that's why I think sometimes one of the most valuable parts for a coach, even for the elite people, isn't the day-to-day, like having the plan, all that. That's great. But it's on those little moments of, should I rest here or not? Or, or that insight, that's important. And there's this analogy that I saw someone post on Facebook is, you know, there was a guy tinkering on this very expensive machine. 
And, you know, he hit it in one play. Like, all the engineers and everyone couldn't fix it. But this one dude comes in, tinks around for, like, 15, 20 minutes, takes a hammer and hits this one spot. Boom, machine goes. And he invoices the captain of the ship for 10 grand. And the captain's like, dude, you barely did anything. You did a couple things and... I want a, I want a list of what this invoice is for. I want you to break it down for me. And it had two things on it. One, it had the hammer. I think it was like $2 or some shit. And then it was knowing where to hit with the hammer, $9,998, $998, whatever that, how the math, right? $9,998. So it's, it's, that's to me the professional dynamic of it, knowing when to rest and how to incorporate that. That could be hard when you're coming out. So if you need a coach, you need help, reach out myself, my team, or someone we recommend and trust can kind of guide you with that. And that's a big part of it. So Step number three, be mindful with your rest. What do I mean by that? Not just saying don't be lazy, but when I say be mindful, like when it's time to rest, you're resting. So be aware of that. So for example, let's say I'm getting after it. Tuesdays are typically my lighter or rest day or like Sundays. Actually, Sundays are a better example. The only thing I might do is, is an active recovery walk or run something light. Um, and so that's what I mean by being mindful. Be aware that you're resting. So if you are resting, you are not you know, going hard with other things. You can still be active and go for a walk and, you know, maybe a light run, depending on how your body responds. Like for me, I can go at a light run and have my heart rate at like 120 beats per minute, 130 beats per minute, not put my body in a overly taxed state. It's actually all right. Or hundred beats per minute, something like that, or shadow box, light and efficient, just to get circulation and to get, um, those dynamics working, but not putting my body in a sympathetic state. So this is the idea of parasympathetic rest and digest versus sympathetic fight or flight mode. If you're on a rest day and you put your body in the sympathetic state, fight or flight mode, you're kind of taking away the whole idea of the rest dynamic. So make sure that you're stretching, mobilizing, recovering, all that great stuff, but stay in this parasympathetic mode. So that also means you might want to adjust, you know, your stress level exposure. If you don't, pick a rest day on like a highly stressful day. It's going to be counterproductive. Like don't pick a Wednesday in the middle of your week. If that's a stressful day for you, I'm just saying that because today's Wednesday. So it just made me think of it. Um, or on the counter side to that, don't like put on like, if you have a playlist, for example, I'm a really big fan of playlists, getting you in certain moods and brain waves and brain feedback and neurofeedback and all this kind of fun stuff. Uh, and that's a different podcast for a different day, but being able to say, Hey, I'm not going to listen to Metallica today to get my body in that fight or flight mode sympathetic if that's what you're listening to when you work out and you get prepared so make sure again you're being mindful of that rest that you have a plan even on how you're going to want to rest and if that stresses you out don't even plan it too hard just enjoy and relax but don't put yourself in that fight or flight mode. so that's number three number four rest with or, or, i'm sorry that was so i guess i'll say that's kind of three and four i piggyback three and four because three was being mindful like so actually rest and then number four is when you're resting actually stay in that parasympathetic mode so that's i'm going to piggyback three and four kind of coming together let's jump to number five then number five don't this is i think probably one of the most important ones that i've made a big mistake on in the past and i see a lot of people doing and this is my two cents on it don't make your rest day your cheat day meal whatever you want to call that i don't like the idea of like cheat per se but that's a commonly used word so i'm just going to use it here um this is very tempting when you like say Sunday, for example, I use Sundays a lot. Sunday is the day where I don't go as hard. I'm focused on my mobility, my recovery, that kind of fun stuff. Or Tuesdays, for example, I usually get after a really hard Monday and then Tuesday's like a lighter day where I'll back off a bit, um, just get the blood flow to a lighter circuit, things like that. But it's also tempting when you're resting to want to, you know, have more flexible choices and eating a pizza for, I'm just gonna say pizza, I love pizza, who doesn't? 
Um, so having that mindfulness to know, hey, I'm not going to also take time off. So you're not burning as many calories. Your, your body's not in the need for it. So you don't have to put that calorie surplus in. And then you're also piggybacking that by, you know, just adding and spilling calories on top. What I would suggest is if you do want to have a day where you're not typically going to eat something like a meatball parm, for example, is a thing I, I posted like a week and a half ago. So I was like, oh, cheat meal. And to me, that's more of like, well, I just finished working out. I did um, a heavy resistance interval-based training in jujitsu and drilling drilling and going hard so it's like my body can use the carbs from the bread the meat and the sauce the protein all that fun stuff there's a need for it my body can actually properly utilize it as well as the vegetables that i had on the side but the idea here is don't i wouldn't have that on a day where i'm not working at all because the need for the calories my body's ability to purpose that break it down and allocate it to where it's going to be beneficial for me is going to be a lot different than if i'm actually training training again there's this idea you can't um, out train a bad diet or nutrition protocol, which is true, but training provides you a little bit of cushion in your nutritional choices. So for example, tell me this, like what I typically see and what's even worse for me is like when I'm on a crushing hard training day, I'm like eating super clean and I'm on it. The downside though, which is that's great because you feel good and you have momentum on your side. The downside is the next day, typically you're going to want to splurge and go off probably. It's just how it typically works, at least from my experience and what I've seen. So what I'd rather do is for example, I had a hard hour and a half of training jujitsu this morning. And I, I was really tempted to eat mangoes and chocolate last night, for example. That's like my go-to snack meal that I like as a positive reinforcing reward for myself when I do something. So I was like, I'm not going to eat it yesterday because Tuesday again was yesterday. That's my lighter training day. Not as heavy, not as hard. I'm going to wait until jujitsu when I have my hard training day and I'm going to be active teaching class tonight, all that fun stuff. That's where I'm going to work in my mangoes and chocolate because it makes more sense for how my day looks. So on your rest days, this is my, and you, you might see people do elsewhere, but I think the best time to have your cheat meals on those heavy training days. So on your rest days, avoid, try and eat lighter, reflect your nutrition to your activity level. So that's my five steps for you guys. Let's recap those five just to make sure, because I feel like I combined three and four here. One, rest is good for you. Remember that. So work it into your routine, work it into your day because it's going to help you get to your goals. Number two, don't be lazy with it. So make that balance, be mindful of that balance of, do you need to rest or are you just trying to be lazy? That's an important piece, keep yourself going. Number three, be mindful with your rest. So don't start listening to heavy metal music, have a purpose behind it, have a plan for it. Unless again, that stresses you out. Don't pick a day where you're gonna have high stress. For example, Wednesday can be a con, like Wednesday's like a pretty busy day for me. I'm going from early to late. So I wouldn't pick Wednesday to be a rest day. I would pick that day to be like a, my high intensity training day where I can eat more calories and do more things. Sunday, lower intensity, lower stress. That's a great rest day. So you're not going to kind of cue your body on that sympathetic mode. And that's where number four comes in. When you're resting, rest with a parasympathetic intent of rest and digest. Stay in that rest and digest. You can do low activity movements, but don't work yourself into other high stress. So with the playlist that you have, with the exposure in your environment, all that fun stuff. And number five, don't make this your cheat meal day or your cheat day, quote unquote, or however you want to refer to that. Don't make this the day where you're going to go off the rails with eating. If you happen to, that's okay. Don't let it define you and spill into the week ahead or whatever have you. But try and set yourself up for success where you have those quote unquote more lax choices or higher calorie dense or carb whatever have you choices where it follows high intensity activity on the lower intensity activity our rest days we're eating less to reflect that to support our repair and our body okay i hope that makes sense y'all if you guys enjoy that please let me know comment share all that good stuff um if you guys 
have the ability to, I'm not sure if the course is gonna be open right now, but if you can, check out our Action Taker Fitness 101 course. I'll put the link in details below. If it's closed out, we're, we're closing it out from, it's gonna be from the first week of October to the end of October. That's when it's gonna be open live that you can sign up for it for $99. Before that, it'll be $79 for a pre-launch sign-up. I highly recommend taking advantage. But after October, we're gonna shut it down for at least three months, upwards of 12 months. So you can, Still technically put, on, put yourself on a sign-up list, so when we do open it, we'll let you know, but it's gonna be closed until then. So take advantage of it while you can, and I'll catch you guys later. Peace, y'all. So, I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.